Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 385. Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, Facebook groups. More specifically, how can you use Facebook groups as a way to find new prospects for your business? So I'm not talking about groups that you actually run. I'm talking about you actively going and looking for existing Facebook group communities being run by other people as a way for you to find new prospects for your business. I will tell you, Facebook groups are one of the best ways to find qualified prospects if you know the right way to use them. And so as always on this podcast, I'm going to let you know that I do think there is a right and a wrong way. And look, if you're somebody that has tried this strategy before, but you've been unsuccessful, I can almost guarantee it's probably because you've made some of the common mistakes that I'm going to caution you against today. But what I am going to do is I'm going to give you a very simple three-step process to be able to use groups as a way to generate a potentially endless amount of leads for your business. So if this sounds like something that you uh, think you might want and need, then make sure you stick around for today's episode. And so, hey, look, I just want to give a quick heads up. If you are watching this on YouTube, then then you know we're on YouTube. But I know most of you really still just listen to the show. And I want to let you know that we've actually started publishing our podcast as a video podcast on YouTube. And we're very excited about this. And we're hoping that this is just another place for you to connect with us. We are actually creating other content on YouTube in addition. And so we want you to subscribe if you haven't had an opportunity to connect with us there yet. We will put a link to our YouTube channel in the show notes, and we hope that we can see you there as well. All right, let's get into Facebook groups. So why? Let's answer the question why. Why should Facebook groups be on your radar? Well, here's kind of the analogy that I, here's how I want you to think about groups. When we think about in our actual life, the people that become the best prospects for our business are usually the ones that we have the strongest relationships with, right? We've we've built trust because most likely there was something we had in common with that other person, right? For some of us, they were people that we grew up with in childhood, family members, people that we worked with at similar companies or were in similar industries. When we think of our social circle today, right? When I think of the people that we're friends with, they're people whose our kids grew up together, right? They go to the same school now. We, you know, I go to the same gym as people. Maybe you go to some of the same fitness classes, right? You, they go to the same church as you. Like we form relationships with people that we have commonality with because when you have something in common with somebody, it makes them more relatable to you and you're more likely to trust them. It also, it creates opportunities for you to get to know one another. And so when I think about Facebook groups, all that really is, is it's a place where we can do that virtually. Now, the beautiful part about groups is we can accelerate this process. So when you think of groups, there's pretty much a group for anything that you can think of, like you name it, an interest, a specific type of business, a problem that you want to solve, a cause, whatever. There are thriving Facebook communities right now that have been 
hosted and, and, and nourished by other people that if you know the right way to approach them can be a tremendous resource for you growing and expanding your network. And as a result, creating opportunities for your business. Now, I'm going to recommend the different types of groups. I'm going to go through kind of the types, you know, what to think of when looking for a group. But before I do that, I want to just kind of give you from my point of view, a I want to share a concept that helps me illustrate the right and the wrong way to approach groups. Now, what's interesting is everything that we talk about and everything we teach on this podcast and, and you know, it's all it all comes back to these two ideas. Are you transactional or are you transformational in the way that you do things? And so here's the people that that win when it comes to using groups, the people that are successful in terms of using these as a tool to grow their business. Here's the thing they all have in common. They have a giver mentality, meaning that they don't look at a group as a short-term solution for them to go find people to sell to or try to recruit. They look at a group more from the long-term strategy of it's just a new place where I can show up, connect with other like-minded people and find and give me more opportunities to serve and to help and to solve problems. See, that's the transformational approach to what you do. When you lead with helping and giving and serving, and by the way, that is what social media was originally created for. And, and I'll tell you, I love the transformation that we're seeing social media go through, right? I love the fact that it's so much harder to get engagement and attention today. I love that it's so much harder because what it's doing is it's just penalizing the people that won't let go of the short-term transactional thinking about just thinking social media is their personal cash register. I love the fact that it's getting so much harder because I know most people are not going to be willing to actually develop the new skills that they need to succeed, that, they, that, that they're not willing to have more of the long-term thinking. They're, they're not willing to put in the work when it comes to actually connecting and growing relationships and serving. They, they're, they're not willing to do that. And so all that means is that it creates way more opportunity for people like you and I that are. But that's what's going to make you win is if you're a giver. See, most people in the way they approach social media and especially groups, they're takers. And listen, it's kind of sad to say because a lot of these people, they come to us for help and they're not bad people. They're amazing people. And you are some of those people, right? Where you have a heart to serve. You want to help. You believe you're being called to do this work, right? But the problem is, and I just keep saying this and I'm going to keep saying it. The problem is, is that you have an approach to growing your business, to doing things like groups that's not aligned with your values, it's that transactional approach. And when we look at a group, the taker mentality is this. Let me do the bare minimum to just try to find opportunities where I can pitch people on my products and try to recruit them into my business. And so this is the approach that people see through from a million miles away. And look, the reason why it doesn't work in groups and you know, our group, like when I think of the group that we have, we have a free public Facebook group. It's a free community. We've got about 22,000 people in there. The vast majority of the people that are in that group are all in alignment with what we say. They're there to serve and help and encourage. We encourage collaboration. We don't have a scarcity mindset where you can't mention your company. Like that's such an old school scarcity-based thinking. Like we're here to connect and celebrate and encourage and help one another. But every so often, you know, more times than I'd like to admit, 
we get somebody that comes into the group that's not a good fit for our culture and what we're looking to teach. And they just want to use the group as a chance for them to recruit people. And it's that short-term taker mentality that dooms them every single time. See, because we have a community where they have no tolerance for that. And the second it happens, we'll get somebody will message us and they will show us a screenshot and say, look, here's what happened. And we have a zero tolerance policy for that. It's written in the group procedures. We go out of our way to protect uh, and, and create a safe place for our community members. And so if you do that, then more likely than not, you're gone from the group, right? And so when we think about like the way that people have just this extra special sales resistance, this is why people don't like our profession. Because so many of you have been taught these short-term taker transactional strategies. You're not bad people, but this is just what you've, it's been modeled to you. And we can't do this anymore. You got to be better. You should never, let me be clear on this, under no circumstances should you ever be pitching someone the first time you talk to them, having met them in a group. That is the surest fire way of you not even being a part of that group anymore. So you got to have the giver mentality and the giver approach. So what does that actually look like? Well, let me walk you through. This is going to kind of be turned into like a, a masterclass on Facebook groups, right? To, as a free podcast, I think this thing is going to have some, some pretty incredible value. So let's talk first about the kinds of groups we should be thinking about. So I think about groups in three general categories. I think of groups that are related to your products or services and what you sell. Now, when we think about this, we think a little broad in terms of what is the category or the industry that your products are in? What are the different kinds of problems that you help people solve that are related to the products, right? So if you sell weight loss, you know, we're talking about health and wellness. So we're talking about a very broad range of potential people. Anybody that has any interest whatsoever in becoming a healthier version of themselves, right, living their best life, could that any kind of a group like that could be a great community for you. You sell makeup, skincare, we're talking beauty, big, you know, fashion, all these things are kind of related. So we have like product kind of related groups. We have hobbies and interests. I actually think this is a great place to be connecting with people and find people that could potentially become prospects for your business. What are you interested in, right? Like, I think it's really important if you're going to become an active member of a group that you, you need to be interested in the subject matter and what they're talking about. So like, what are the things that are hobbies or interests of you, right? Is it running? Is it knitting? Is it antiquing? Is it I don't know, ceramics? Is it horseback riding? Is it some sort of an organization that you volunteer at? Like, what are your hobbies and what are your interests? Find communities of people. There's, trust me, there is nothing you could think of that I bet there isn't at least a half a dozen Facebook groups out there. So those are really good potential sources of meeting with and connecting with people. And then we have ones that are kind of business related. And I have to say out of the three, I'm like least excited about this one. And I'm not saying that like business networking groups couldn't be good or groups that are around like personal development, like personal development groups. I think they could be really good. Right. But like business networking kind of groups, I don't like those at all, because in my experience, it's just a pitch fest. Everybody's trying to pitch everybody else. So I would tend to stay away from that. I'm also staying away from any industry specific like work from home MLM group. I don't want anything to do with any of those, okay? Because all it is is a ton of takers, and I, and I know that's not fair to categorize that, but it's mostly takers in my experience, right? 
And so like think outside of that and think of these other different potential opportunities for groups. Hey, just wanted to jump in here real quick because I've got one big ask for you. Look, you know we don't advertise on the podcast, and my intention is to not sell or pitch you on the show this year. We just want to deliver free content that is 10 times better than what you've paid for to help you transform your business. So my ask is this. Help me spread the word of Love, Serve, Grow so we can change lives, help people that are struggling in their business, and transform our profession. The only way we can do that is if you take the time to rate, review, and share this podcast. So that's my big ask. Just take a few seconds seconds right now, wherever you're listening, leave a review. It would absolutely mean the world to me, and it might just change the life of someone else. So thank you so much for being a part of our community. All right. So what do we do? What does it look like to give, be a giver in a group? Well, I'm going to talk about it from two ways. I'm going to talk about it from the perspective of commenting on other people's posts and then posting yourself. You need to be doing, these are the two things you do consistently in a group to be a giver. So what we do is we look for posts where, let's say somebody's asking for help, and so what we do is we proactively volunteer help, and we give advice, and we share stories that can inspire and try to serve the person that might be struggling. So if like that person sees you being an encourager of them, and other people in the group see you showing up in a big way, encouraging and sharing and trying to help, not with an agenda where you're trying to pitch or promote or sell, you're just serving and leading with problem solving. Here's what that does. Begins to elevate your social status in the group. People start knowing you as a giver. They start recognizing your name and your face. And look, you do that enough consistently, here's what will happen. The people that you're commenting on their posts and you're trying to help, and maybe it's not just helping, but maybe it's just having a discussion or a conversation around a particular topic, like you actually have an opinion and you have something to offer. That's why it's important to be in groups that you're interested in and that you've got some knowledge or experience. But you will very quickly get on the radar of that person. And so what will happen is you do that consistently. And and listen, how often? I don't know. Like maybe a couple of times a week for 30 minutes, you pop in the group and you just leave some comments. Like we're not talking about like a ton of time. We're talking about just putting a little effort into, into this. But what will happen, I promise you, is you'll start getting incoming friend requests from people, right? And, and it might not happen in the first post. It might not happen in the second post, but it will absolutely happen. So commenting on other people's posts where you really think you have something to add to the discussion. Number two is you posting. This is really important. Now, when we're posting, remember, we're never selling. We're never trying to promote. You know, sometimes people will tell me, Bob, I'm in these groups where once a month they allow you to promote your stuff. I'm like, don't do it. They're like, why? I'm like, because it doesn't work. I want to be known as somebody that's giving and serving and helping because I know I'll sell 10 times more stuff than just outright trying to promote what I have. And so I'm saying that when you're posting, create content with the intention of connecting with and serving and helping. So like a lot of the same stuff that you might comment, just write as posts. Now, when I'm thinking about things to post, I'm thinking about how do I lead with problem solving and helping, sharing my own knowledge and experience, like sharing your own experience and stories and knowledge in a particular area helps you build credibility with people, which can help build trust. And so just freely and willingly sharing the best possible information, I'm telling you, that's the strategy that wins today. This is our content strategy today. Just give all of our best stuff away for free. People are like, well, Bob, why do you do it? People aren't going to pay for your stuff. Look, listen, we've sold more of our programs this year doing this than we have in the last three years trying to do the opposite. You want to know why? Because people don't pay for information. They pay for implementation right? If information was enough, every single one of us would be in the best shape of our life. We'd be multimillionaires and we would have the business of our dreams. But guess what? Information's not enough. 
The problem is there's too much information out there. People don't know what to do with it. So like if you don't put your best stuff out there, if you're not leading with value and sharing experiences and knowledge, you're not going to get noticed. And what will happen is you'll connect with people and people will want to buy from you. They will want to do business with you because they know that you're somebody that can help them implement what it is you're talking about. And so like really, really be be thoughtful and intentional about what you're posting. Another good strategy for posting is this, is talk about somewhat controversial issues. Talk about timely issues that are in the news. You know, if I, a good example would be if I'm in a weight loss or any kind of a group that's about health and wellness, you better believe I'm starting a conversation around Ozempic. Now, I'm going to present a point of view. I'm going to have a stand. Now, here's the interesting thing I need you to know about being authentic. If you are creating authentic content, you will by nature be polarizing. Because authenticity is polarizing. When you're authentically sharing your values and your beliefs, you will, by the nature of that, turn people away. Because there will be people that don't share your thought, opinion, or belief. But the thing is here is I'm not trying to be dismissive. Like, you have to be careful. You don't want to be dismissive of people that have other beliefs or views. Because we want to just create conversation. But at the same time, we want to present our own, our own belief. Leading with values and beliefs and taking a stand on issues that matter are one of the fastest ways to build trust and connection with people, right? And so, but if I'm creating a post that I know is going to spark conversation, that's really good because I, my social status raises because I'm the one that started the discussion. Now, here's the opportunity for you is when you have people that have opposing points of view, don't be dismissive of them, right? Be respectful of them and be open to what they're saying and show people that, you know, I come from a place where I'm wanting to learn and grow and I might have an opinion, but it doesn't mean that I don't think yours is valid. And so all of this is just an opportunity for you to communicate to people what kind of a person that you are. But posting and commenting on posts, we just do those two things consistently. Okay. The last thing that I'll say when it comes to posting is this, and this is in alignment with what we talk about. When you're posting in a group, we always want you to have, if you're talking about content, you're sharing stories, have a specific person in mind, right? Like if you know that the person you're looking for in your business is the busy stay-at-home mom, then have her in mind, like know that there are that kind of person in that group and almost imagine you talking to yourself to that person in the problems that you reference, the stories you share. The more specific you can be in talking to a specific person, the more engagement you will get on your post. Trust me. So always try to nuance it with that. All right. So those are the two things we're doing. We're commenting and we're posting. We're giving. So sometimes people request you right away. For most of you, probably not likely. So here's what we do is if you're commenting on somebody's post and you're having a discussion, they get a friend request from you, right? So if you're interacting with them or even if you just commented and you genuinely thought the post was good, then what I would do is I would send that person a friend request and I would reference the post and continue the conversation that they started and that we were having in comments in the DMs. Okay, that's the first thing I do. Second thing I do is this. If I'm posting, anybody that's commenting, right, I'm responding to the comment, I'm friend requesting. Now, if available, you know, there are some groups, this is where you have to be a little careful. 
There are some groups that do have policy, like guidelines that don't even allow you to connect with people outside of the group. And so if that's the case, just be aware of that and be careful. I would say most groups aren't going to have that policy. And if somebody sends you a request, that's different. But just be aware that that's something like look at the group policies and procedures and just be aware of what they are. But as long as there's not a problem with that, we don't have a problem with that is I would be friend requesting anybody that's commenting or liking my post because they are now an engaged lead because they have taken an action on something that I've done. And so all I'm going to do is I'm just going to friend request and then reference the support on the post and use that as an opportunity to connect with them and get to know them. Now, in doing that, in that first message, here's what I want to do. I'm never going to try to pitch. I am never going to try to sell. I am never going to mention my business, okay, under no circumstances. I'm just not going to do it. This is just the general best practice. But here's what I will do. I'll look for a problem. I'll try to help. If somebody's coming to me with a problem, I'm going to offer some advice or some help that's not related to me selling as a way to build trust faster and rapport faster. But the other thing is this. Look at their profile. Like, take a minute to look at their profile. Is there anything you see that would be an additional commonality. Do they have kids and you have kids? Are they a person of faith because they share memes or things about God or religion? Reference that. Do they love to travel? You know, do they love to whatever? Is there something else? Hey, I also see this, this. And so the more you can reference and build commonality, the more you'll build rapport and trust and, and the relationship. And in that first interaction, I am just not trying to pitch them. But what I am doing is I'm starting the process of building a new relationship. And so what might happen is maybe in that first message, you do nothing more than just connect with one another, right? And now they're following your stuff and you're following them and you're in the group. And I'm telling you, there's always going to be an opportunity for you to be able to message them about something else that's happened. And in a second or a third interaction, I think the tone is different if you didn't lead with that and you really were trying to add value and help and serve, they're going to look Look at you differently, okay? The other thing I would say is this, is that I'm always, and this is where the skills of transformational selling are so important. When I'm in a conversation with somebody, I'm always trying to find some kind of a problem that I might be able to try to help them with as a way to accelerate no like, and trust. Right? And so it could be anything. It could have nothing to do with your products or your business. I'm just looking to find something that somebody's struggling with that I might be able to give some support on. And what that's going to do is that's going to open the door even more for me at some point to possibly share with them what I do. And but once again, this groups to me, they're not a short term strategy. There's nothing you do on social media if you do it the right way. That is it's a short term fix. And so if you believe that this could be something that could help you, add it into your, your social media strategy. Have it be a part of what you do. Listen, the skill of constantly connecting with and meeting and building relationships with new people, it's one of the most valuable skills in your business that you can have. And if you're armed with the skill sets of selling and you know how to be transformational in your conversations and you know how to create value and build trust, all the things that we're teaching you, this is an amazing way for you to just generate more opportunities to do those things. So that is my message for you today. Think about it. How can you use it? Go out, find a couple of groups, get in there, do some of what I'm talking about and watch what it does for your business. So thanks for being here as always. Thanks for hanging out with me, whether it's podcast or YouTube and uh, see you soon on the next episode. Take care.